0: Anton Tardeve was born in the Ukraine when it was still a part of the Soviet Union. When he was nine, he moved with his parents to Germany. He grew up in both worlds, which influences his view of the world today, and he tries to show some of this through his work. At around 25 years of age, he fell in love with analog photography, and after learning about the process and the techniques involved, he found great inspiration in the work of the old masters like Henry Cartier-Bresson, Gary Winogrand, Martin Parr and many others. Over the years he developed his own style of street photography which leans towards the classics of the genre. To this day he predominantly works in black and white adopting a hybrid analog process developing and scanning his films at home. Welcome to the street photography show podcast Anton how are you? Hi I'm fine I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me here on the show. I really appreciate your time and looking forward to this conversation.
1: Yeah, me too. I was looking forward the last uh, few weeks since we wrote first and uh, yeah, looking forward. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself,
0: where you're from, where you live, how you got into street photography, how you got into photography for that matter?
1: Yeah, sure. I was born in, in the former Soviet Union in uh, Ukraine, uh, namely, and uh, moved to Germany when I was nine with my parents. And yeah, I had nothing to do with photography or any creative arts at all former girlfriend of mine was interested in, in learning analog photography and I had an idea of um, of a gift for her. So um, it should be an old uh, film camera, an SLR camera. And I dig into it because I, I don't like spending money on things that don't work. Therefore, I just learned about things that you should know about the the cameras, and somehow I fell in love with with the process. And my then girlfriend didn't at all. So uh, <laughs> I started using her gifted camera and was totally hooked. Yeah, that's how I I came into photography. And yeah, that's that was my first time ever being somehow creative. So you
0: mentioned film. Do you use digital cameras or are you just a film photographer?
1: I actually have pretty decent digital cameras since last summer and I'm still learning about digital photography because it's it's another it's it's another thing you have to consider other other technical aspects of it you have work differently on the street at least I have to work differently on the street with a digital camera because it's bigger <laughs> than my than my film cameras and so you have to to adapt to a certain step but I still use only manual lenses even with my digital body so i try to to keep it as simple as possible and i try to keep it as filmish as possible i would say so how long have you been in photography it's about
0: like 12 or 13 years now and what film camera are you using to photograph on the streets
1: yeah, it's it's uh, pretty cliche, I, I think. Right now it's a Leica M2 and I have two different lenses for it, uh, but both 35 millimeters. just more of an accident because I got a pretty good deal on the set of the M2 with the lens on it and bought a second lens afterwards. But I also am using um, uh, old Nikon F2 bodies. I have two of them. So like my last summer holidays, I photographed only with the Nikons, because you can just throw them in your bag and put it out, make a photo and throw it back again. So it's nothing you would do with with the M Leica. You mentioned you bought a digital camera.
0: Now, what did you buy? You mentioned it was also bigger. So I'm just curious, what did you buy?
1: Um somehow I unfortunately fall into the Leica trap once again and bought the first Leica SL, the 601. So I got a pretty decent uh, um, deal on it. So everything I buy is really like 2 or 3 or sometimes 400 euros below the market value. So I'm just waiting and looking and waiting and when it's the right time and I think it's the right body or it's the right lens I just buy it. So it's holding its value pretty much so it's not a big deal in that case i think
0: well it seems like nowadays a lot of the film cameras hold their value
1: everything seems to be
0: super inflated in terms of pricing doesn't matter what you buy now. It seems like prices are so inflated. Like, you know, for example, Pentax K1000. I have one of those cameras. I like them. I wouldn't say it's my favorite camera in the world. When I purchased it, trust me, it was not the $350 you pay now for a mint copy. So mine is mint. Mine is in pristine condition. It looks like it came off of the store shelf. If you want one like that on eBay, they're going to charge you like $350, $400, maybe even more. I don't know. It's now been a few months since I've checked but you know it's it's crazy you know and even with the prices of film they're really not making it easy you know I've already met many photographers who have just given up on film because of the cost and they're like it makes no sense I know one photographer who specifically bought a digital camera because he couldn't justify the rising costs of film he says I bought some preset programs when I want to get the Portra 400 look or the Fuji Provia look or whatever and he just applies a preset and he's off to the races and he's happy you know he doesn't have to worry about all that cost fair enough at the end of the day you have to do what's agreeable with your pocketbook if you can't afford to spend an x amount of money on film and developing and all of the other little nuances that film has then i guess it makes sense when you first started were you doing street photography or were you just trying to learn the film camera? and you were shooting anything like how did that initial jump into photography start for you I mean I know it was your your ex-girlfriend's camera but how did it really start for you in the sense that you know how did the learning process really start for you in the beginning
1: for me it's a combination of the medium and street photography itself because in street photography it's uh, for me at least for me it's about capturing a certain moment so you can't reproduce this moment and The only way you can, you can truly capture this moment, in my opinion, although um, I have a digital body like we talked before, uh, is still film because with negative, you get an artifact which was at the same time, at the same place as the moment happened. So for me, this from the beginning was uh, was the magic of analog photography and therefore wasn't interesting capturing like stills or something because I wanted to capture the special moment and this was the beginning for me with uh, street photography and yeah, after that I just fall in love with work of Brissot, of Elliot Erwitt, you name it. All the grandmasters of street photography were my inspiration, down to Gary Winogrand, which like spammed a lot, just spamming and spamming. And all this led to, to my style of photography or to, to the things I want to capture. Fast forward 12 years, what is your style of photography? How would you define it? I would say it's leaning on the old masters. So it's pretty classically. I don't know if it's correct English, but uh, yeah, I I hope you get it. And uh, I hope with a sense of humor and maybe an eye for, for people on different sides of society. You mentioned some
0: great names there, obviously. And when I look at your work, I think to myself, okay, well, he definitely likes to have a component of the human condition in the frame. When you started doing your street photography, you've said right now that you do believe that the human condition should be in the frame. When you started photographing the human condition, when you started approaching strangers on the street, how did you feel about that? At first, it
1: was kind of scary because it was like interacting with people I don't know. And I'm not the most social being on this planet. And uh, so the beginning was kind of hard, but I I just wanted it. So, So I did it it was like cold water in a sense because if if you get home and you have like zero keepers on two rolls and you see like okay i'm i'm too far away i can't crop it because of the limitations of the film itself and hey okay, so i get I, I need to get closer so i i tried to to apply this old saying like if your pictures aren't good enough you're not close enough which doesn't mean that you can't take Great photographs from from a distance. But I personally don't like these 105 or 90 millimeter style street photography. It's too too far away for me. I want to be closer and I'm every time I step on the street with my cameras, so I it's a little bit of, of a struggle to get this close like I want to be. So it still triggers me to get the shot. So it's it doesn't get boring.
0: Keep in mind also you're using the 35mm focal length. With a 35 millimeter focal length, you will have those challenges, as opposed to let's say what Henry Cartier-Bresson used. He used a 50; that was his bread and butter focal length. A 35 is a very challenging focal length because it is wider. And yes, I know a lot of people love to use 35 millimeter, and you get great pictures with 35 millimeter in street photography. But as you just pointed out, you do have to get closer. The reason why you have to get closer is because if you don't get closer, you're going to get too much in your frame. It is. Is one of the things about 35 millimeter that I would never recommend to a new street photographer. <laughs> I would always say, listen, don't start with a 35 if you've never done street photography before. What I would recommend is maybe keep a 35 millimeter in your bag or have a 35 to 70 zoom on your lens. Start at about 50 and then as you get more comfortable, zoom down to 35 or change the lens. Right. This is how I would recommend people get into it. Now days i mean you could start with 35 you could go cold turkey if you want but don't be surprised if you're going to get situations where you're going to feel a little more uncomfortable because that's what 35 millimeter is all about you're really in the thick of it and there is no other way to get that picture your legs are the zoom if you want that shot you have to get in closer that's all there is to it after doing it for just over a decade, what would you say street photography means to you? And when I say that, I don't mean the definition of a good shot or, or the definition of street
1: photography. What does it mean to you personally? For me, it's a, it's a way to feel connected to the society I'm in without necessarily connect with somebody special. So I'm, I'm just zoning in and it's a mix of interaction and no interaction. And like you see my pictures, a few of them are definitely while I was somehow interacting with the su- subjects and a few of them um, are not. So I have an approach of just being there and yeah, it's. Maybe it sounds again like a cliche, but just trying to feel how the situation is developing and, and what interesting things can happen right now with this or that person. And this helps me with, yeah, understanding the society and um, understanding people in general. Because if you're looking for those kind of pictures, you see a lot of things of personal things of people like their feelings, which are sometimes just written on a, on their face and their struggles sometimes and all this kind of stuff and for me it's a way to connect what makes street photography so fascinating for you I think it's the fact that you can show the small interactions or small moments, just a second of a, of a frame, which make you feel something. It's it's like a good movie. If you watch a good movie and the visual storytelling kind of hooks in with the story and so on, y- you can feel it. And for me, it's the same with pictures. If, if I see a good picture, I get a feeling about the situation. This feeling doesn't have to be good. It, It can be bad, it can be sad, it can be anything but it has to be there for a good photograph and that's what fascinates me about uh, street photography. How did you train yourself to observe life on the streets? Just by watching watching people, it's really like sometimes when I'm in a hurry and I, I don't have a camera on me or I don't want to disturb somebody with my phone because one big part of street photography for me is the ethical part uh, ethical part of it. Yeah, I don't want to to take someone's dignity or something. I I just record it for myself with my eye and try to duplicate duplicate it in in some ways uh, ways with my camera later on so um, it's really just being observative and being conscious about your surroundings yeah that's the kind of training I, I try to apply but the best training is just go out and shoot it's like with every other thing in, in life uh, like sports for example if you want to do something just go out and do it that would be the best training you mentioned training just go out there and do it have you ever turned to resources like YouTube I'm using YouTube mostly for technical information, for gear uh, reviews, for film reviews, for chemistry reviews, kind of that. But, um, uh, most part of my visual education, if you, if you want to call it that way, because I'm, I'm self-educated on this topic was by reading just the fundamentals of design, for example, or for visual storytelling and I totally fall into a rabbit hole about the, the whole golden ratio and all the stuff that makes people look a certain way of, on certain things. So it's it's pretty much a, a self-taught design study or a visual storytelling study that I put myself through. And YouTube, yeah, it's, it's no inspiration for my work. It's just a pretty decent source of information if I need some. How does black and white versus color play into your work? Do you find them to
0: be totally separate beasts or complementary?
1: Yeah, it's def- definitely something different. I never used that much of color film. I don't know. It's, it's a different feeling for me because color film is, is like I'm taking a photograph. Black and white, on the other hand, because I develop it myself at home, it has more of a feeling of like you're drawing with your camera. Uh, such a cliche thing to say, but for me, it feels like that because I have the whole process in my hands, which I do not have with color film till now because i have some chemistry for it at all, at home but still didn't try it out still giving my my color films away for development only scan it at home but yeah it's, it's a different thing for me i'm i'm looking for different things uh, if i know i have a black and white film um, that's why digital photography is a challenge for me because you conveniently can switch sure you could make color negative black and white and post process but it's Somehow losing some th- something when you compare it to a real black and white film. Yeah, and um, that's why it's for me sometimes challenging with a digital camera because I have to decide on the way I look on the things. So if I look in black and white, I need to concentrate on that, and if if I want to have color, I need to concentrate on that. And if you have both as uh, as a convenient opportunity to switch along the day um, or along the shoot sometimes doesn't make it easier
0: with digital you do have the option of converting the image in the computer from color to black and white. I guess you could say the problem with that is when you're shooting on the street taking the picture and you're trying to envision what you see in that picture. I guess if you're thinking with the mentality that oh I'm going to take the shot and then when I get back to my computer I'm going to just convert it to black and white. But if you're trying to take the picture on the street and you're trying to think about it what it's going to look like in black black and white it's kind of hard you have to take the picture in color then you have to transfer it over into black and white into the computer that's still a mystery because you really don't know what the black and white is going to look like until you do that now I do know that and I don't know if a lot of people know this or they care to use it or what but I mean one way to get around that is some cameras I know my cameras can do this and I'm sure many of the other cameras can if not all of them with a digital camera on the streets in a black and white format in your viewfinder in your camera everything is black and white you can recall the color it doesn't get rid of the color it keeps all that information look up on how to do that in your camera and if you want to photograph with the conceptualization of the black and white you can change it and of course when you're shooting film it's a little different because you don't have the luxury of either or you have to kind of just try to picture it in your head yeah and you just got to take the shot and hope that what you saw in your head is somewhat what you're going to see when you develop it what inspires you apart from the great photographers what sources of
1: inspiration do you feed from I think it's movies. If you have a good movie um with a good uh, visual storytelling, you can take almost every still out of this movie and it will be a great photograph. I like Tarantino movies, for example. Francis Tarantino has great visual uh, storytelling, in my opinion. But beside that it's other photographers because besides the old masters uh, of course there are lots of lots of lots of great talented people out there who uh, put in a lot of good work and um, I enjoy it. I-, I don't have names right now. I'm following a lot of people on Instagram which I like. A lot of them are people who don't use analog photography and uh, shoot in color and do a totally different thing from what I am doing. Yeah, that keeps me inspired in a way because uh, in a way it's competing because I want to have great pictures too and on, on the other hand it's uh, just an inspiration for different angles uh, maybe or maybe different focal lengths, uh, different ways of uh, post processing and so on. So it could be anything uh, that you can learn from another photographer because with the, with the modern technology with digital cameras which can shoot like I don't know, Know one hundred frames per second, or, or I don't know. My my shoots like eleven per second, which is incredible to me. It's just crazy. But all this there comes a new wave of opportunities for people to be creative, and uh, I try to kind of learn from people who are using modern technology, and I try to apply a few of their techniques, just not on digital. In that case, I, I'm. Right now, in the winter time in Germany, you are pretty limited with uh, analog photography just because uh, the sun not as long available as, as uh, you would wish to, to make photos. For example, that's why I'm trying digital and that leads me to look at pictures from people who take pictures in the darker hours of the day, you know. Like I said, it could be anything that I can learn from someone else. What
0: would you say your process is when you're shooting on the street? Do you pre-plan your location and what sorts of images you'd like to try and get? Or is it more of an organic,
1: exploratory process once you're out there on the streets? I do think beforehand in which area I'm going to shoot because I pretty much know what kind of people is present in which area of the city. And depending on that, it just develops. Usually I, I don't plan too much. It's it's like oh it's Saturday so it's it's market in the in the old city again so I take a look there. Or if it's uh, if it's bad weather and it's looking pretty outside so I'm going to more darker part of the city maybe have a look there. You know it's it just depends really on the situation. It depends on the on the weather. The better the weather the more people are outside. For example, so it's, sometimes it's just a simple that what makes me decide go this way or that way and just try to kind of blend in
0: when you see another photographer on the streets do you approach them or do you find they approach you and what kind of conversation is it
1: It happens pretty seldomly, to be honest, in Germany, that you meet another street photographer because street photography itself in Germany is a pretty critical thing to do just because of the laws in Germany. Theoretically, I'm not allowed to publish pictures of people without their allowance if I'm earning money with it, for example, or if it's taking their dignity away or something like that. Yeah, it's... It's it's not a a common thing to see in Germany, street photographers, but of course you meet photographers on the street and mostly they approach me and start some kind of geotalk. So is it like, hey, you're using a film camera, right? Because I'm assuming that a lot of them perhaps aren't using film cameras? Yeah, it's like they're all with digital cameras, equipped with uh, digital cameras, and uh, I'm the, the only film guy around, and I'm the only guy, even with my digital body, without a zoom lens and so on, you know, so I, I'm just uh, using my M-mount lenses on my SL with an adapter, so um, yeah, it's, uh, y- you kind of stick out of the, the gray mass of photographers with this kind of kit. And that's a conversation starter, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely. I can imagine, especially if they're digital photographers and they've never touched film, or you'll get a digital photographer who also shoots film, just appreciates that someone's shooting film. I mean, you know, that's certainly what I would say I am. I'm one of these guys that would approach people and say, hey, you're using a, you know, whatever, like a Leica M2 or a Canon. And because I appreciate film and I shoot film, I would strike up a conversation. It also depends on the mood. If, you know, if I'm in the mood to talk or not, I don't really approach any other photographers on the street if I'm in that mood where I just want to focus on my work and I don't want to worry about any distractions. What is it about an image that in your mind qualifies it as a good street photograph?
1: Most of the time, it's a combination of the crafty part of it, I would say. So, like, how good is the picture made from the design perspective? So, where are the subjects how does it work out? So does the uh, the geometry, for example, of the picture, does it fit to the subject? Like do the, the leading line, lines match and so on? But this is kind of stuff you see on the second glance, I would say. You look at a picture and either you like it or not, I would say, because I seldom see picture pictures which I like on the second look. So mostly I like it and then I try to understand why I like it and mostly in most cases it's uh, like I said the combination of the craft itself how good is it made and the subject which is shown so this is like you can imagine pretty uh, much anything that uh, uh, could be in a relationship to, to the humankind and be in a kind of public environment so that's street photography it doesn't have to be on the street you know I'm also taking pictures on the beach and so on it's also street photography for me, because it's just a term for collecting moments between people and their environment or people and people. Yeah, a good photograph has to have something that makes you feel something. Geometry and the golden ratio and so on are tools to lead the eye to the subject which makes you feel something. It has to have all this stuff to be a good picture.
0: I'm looking at your Instagram feed and there was a photograph that you posted on October 29th of 2023. So last year, it's an image of, I guess, a street mural. And there's a painting of, I don't know, some, I think that's Mozart actually, because the mural looks like there's music notes, like bars of music. Can you talk a little bit more about this image
1: to our listeners? yeah it was kind of an installation where you can put your face through and like you said make a picture like hey look i'm mozart or, or, or i don't know who and i was on my way I, I can't remember where i was going but i was on my way and uh, saw this and it was like okay that kind of looks interesting and um, just checked the lights and cock the shutter and uh, exactly in that moment i saw the guy before he He was in the frame and just waited like, I don't know, maybe six or seven seconds and he saw me raising my camera and looked directly through this hole in this uh in this it, it wasn't a mirror it was like a picture of mozart about the face and this uh, this is how all the picture uh, was made so it, it was pretty coincidentally candid picture because it was really like oh this is cool oh he's cool oh i should make a picture It's not a new picture because most of my pictures like marinate in my, in my freezer for, I don't know, maybe half a year or something, because it's hard for me to edit my pictures if I'm still feeling the moment myself. So I, I need to forget. That I took this picture to be to be correct about my opinion on it at least in in, in uh, my world it is uh, this way that's why pictures have to make me feel something and I I don't want to have the same feeling like uh, in the moment I shot it I couldn't uh, edit my my work properly if I would still be in the moment to be honest I really don't know how old it is I, I know which lens and uh, camera it was shot but it's a range of like two
0: years (laughs) what's one tip you can give our listeners to improve their street photography
1: don't try to be too sneaky. Just try to communicate with with your body language that you're not a threat. And then you will get closer to the people with time without hurting their personal space. That's a tip I would give to people who would like to to do more
0: street photography. You know, I guess if you're trying to be too sneaky, you can come across as a creep.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can come across uh, as a freak or um, the people are more likely to ask you why are you taking that picture? If you're just walking along and taking your picture without being sneaky about it and people are looking at you and you smile at them and say some like, thank you, and just you're on your way. Most of the people won't engage you in an aggressive way. I don't know how the people other parts of this planet would react because it's also a question of the laws, but Germans are pretty hard to approach. And if you can make street photography work for you in Germany, then you should be able to, to interact with other people (laughs) in other countries too. It's really, it's really observation of, of, of me because I'm, I'm, I'm living near the, the border to the Netherlands. And so I'm pretty often in the Netherlands and totally different people. If you take a picture of them, start smiling and giving you victory signs and and so on they are laughing about it in a positive way germs not so much maybe this is the reason i try to be sensitive about what i take pictures of and what i don't take pictures of where can our listeners go to see your work just visit my instagram which will probably be linked in the description it's just anton Then uh what's this called the small uh, underscore uh, yeah un- uh, un- underscore k-r-t-v-k-h and as always, yes, we will have that in the show notes below
0: for sure. So listeners, go check them out. Send them a message if you have any questions. Support them, follow them. So Anton, thank you so much for joining me here on the Street Photography
1: Show. I really appreciated it. Thank you too, Mark. It was a pleasure for me to, to chat with you. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to next shows. If
0: you enjoyed the show, please remember to follow and highly rate the show as it allows me to continue creating more content for you, my awesome listeners. Also, don't forget to join us next week as new episodes are added on Fridays. Until next time, keep walking and keep clicking. This is Mark Rossi. Bye for now.